You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Welcome back to the Critical Commentary Podcast, recorded here on the unceded territories that means stolen of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. I am uh, Ryan, one of your hosts, with me today from Treaty 8 territory, my good friend Channing. Hi, Channing. Hi, Ryan. Hi, everybody. Um, really looking forward to discussing and getting into today's episode. This was fun. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I have, I have very little critical to my commentary this week. I have glowing love and praise. Me too. I might have shed a couple of tears. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, watching Tabitha and Jughead go through their, uh, their one-minute date. Um, oh my gosh, yes. Oh. Yeah, that just whole, so sweet. And the musical sequence, and just, I felt like I watched a film. Yeah, it was just lovely. Um, life in, you capture a, a lifetime in moments, and um, yeah, mm. and I'm, I'm not only excited for this episode, but excited for the season <laughs> to come. Um, yes. We, we went, we've been through so much, and uh, to get to <laughs> go back uh, to let's to see them get to explore the uh, 1950s aesthetic um coming up and uh and also to you know I'm a little bit excited to see this group going back to high school as oh strange gosh, as that yes. might be <laughs> um I think just lots to look forward to coming up in the next while they've really found maybe the only way I could swallow these actors in high school again which is to to stylize it and to make it almost clown it's almost animated and i'm so game for it with the kind of really absurd heightened reality stuff that riverdale has proven it can do and can thrive with has really proven this season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i have to confess there were a few things i guess this episode that surprised me and one of which was um when uh, Heather and uh, mm. Cheryl were talking about going back and finding somebody else who knows mm-hmm. the magic so well, I expected we were going to see Sabrina again. Yep. I was quite surprised to see us partner with Abigail. That was well planted, well seeded, and then well buried. Um, that yeah, that bulb came out just just in time for the end of the season. Um, yeah, agreed. Exact same arc exact same assumptions, which to me suggests a very well-crafted um, story carrying us through a very a very carefully set script. Mm-hmm. Well, we survived the comet. <laughs> yes. We, yes, we think so. <laughs> kind, kind of? Some iteration of them survives the comet. Like, the the them we've known for six years doesn't really survive the comic, does it? No. Yes. No. Mm. I, I, Jughead remembers, so there's something there. Yes. Um, which is going to be interesting, I guess, to have a uh, yes a mentally twenty six, twenty seven year old Jughead back in high school, <laughs> um, with all of the many uh, lives oh, that he's lived. <laughs> this, this should be interesting. <laughs> I've I've just uh, had a, an epiphany moment of like this is where 
we're going to explore an asexual iteration of Jughead. He's definitely not dating anyone. Or will he? I mean... <laughs> should he? Like, it, yeah, I hear you. All, all the squeamish. It, it is a little bit squeamish, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how this, this goes. So very curious. Very much so. Um, I, a quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you might notice an absence last week. Um, Chutney and I both had and kind of have COVID, and I was, my tech fell apart. So that episode just didn't happen. Um, we'll get to it. It'll pop up as a very special feature at some point, hopefully this week. But um, we're going to do the ending first, because that's where we are now. Yeah, yeah, because we want to. Because <laughs> we want to. I mean, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for this for so long. Um, and mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be honest, as much as this season has offered so much, I'm kind of ready for it to be done. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to move yes. on to the next adventure. I'm ready for the next story. Yes. Um, We're at the end of a really spectacular arc. I think they they really they nail the landing here. This is the. This is the the victory pose, this whole episode. Because we've resolved the conflict, largely. We're in a fresh new apocalyptic denouement this episode. The, the, like, really, the core conflict, you could say the the imposing, impending death is always a threat. But we we spend this whole episode dealing with the, um, the existential and the the big life choices and the we've got one day left to live scenario um both with a foot in and a foot out and um i i i feel that's a fabulous um encore round for the big bombastic superhero story that we we've really just completed um this isn't this this is a beat that is there in 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 superhero narratives. Uh, we're we're referencing the core material, um, but the way everything was brought together and the very, the very specific weaving of this episode into next season, um, there is some. I think there is some very 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 unique uh, television magic, unique to Riverdale, happening in this episode that they achieved. Agreed. Agreed, and I'm so looking forward to what happens in 1955, and and in this episode, are we are we ready, Ryan? I'm ready. I haven't been this excited about an episode for a while, like like giddy excited. Um, his mm, yes. Let's dive in. So much to see, so much to say. Um, ready, gang? If you record, if you're watching, recording along with us, we're gonna badoom in a three, two. One, ba-doom-ba. The bad sound happens, and then the good stuff happens. This, this is such a lovely, um, the through line of Jughead the narrator becoming as as meta and multi multi-dimensional as possible and um 
it but it, it feels tied back to the the ver- that first season jughead in the narrator voice like i feel like I, we have the same narrator throughout yeah. mm-hmm. i even thought once we got to uh once we get to 1955 and they were talking about a death and somebody being so young, mm. I was thinking, oh my gosh, are we watching, are we dealing with Jason all over again? Yes. Um, like just yes, yes. fully bringing us right full circle <laughs> back to where we began. No, they promised us some, some sunshine in not murdering anyone, right? <laughs> well, we'll get there. At the moment, um, I'm really thrilled with what the scene achieves. Um, and this episode as a whole, but this scene is a fabulous example of using and balancing your ensemble. Um, the the balance of how these characters fit together and their plots fit together and their needs and skills. Ugh. This snappy dialogue brings me such joy. It's, uh, it's an Ocean's Eleven tier ensemble smoothness. <laughs> Not everyone's going to die. Hey, Masha. Masha the cat is joined Oh, yes. Us. My apologies for um, <laughs> guest Masha cat. Masha and Nima. <laughs> Never apologize for guest cat. Percival was a sorcerer. Um, so Abigail pops out. Um, yay. I didn't know I wanted to see her again and have closure and wrap up her original story from the horror episode. Um, with a great night of Choni passion. Yeah, it was, it's interesting that, uh, you know, you almost come to have um, a fondness for the character of Abigail yeah. uh, in this episode. Um, yeah. That definitely she, didn't, I didn't feel at any time before this. So I appreciate she, the way that they, uh, they bring her in. She's so much of a Cheryl season one energy. Um, and uh, like a lot of a lot of the character that metal, that when Cheryl is evil evil, all of that satisfaction mm-hmm. is in the Abigail character. Um, mm-hmm. spe- characters, Madeline Petch has a tour de force, I think, in this episode of playing opposite herself, um, with uh, playing the the metatextual voice of commentary, um, really pulling off every mask she's worn in six seasons quite fluidly and effectively. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I wonder what's going to happen with Hiram. Oh, great question. 55. And I loved... Okay, I have been mm-hmm. waiting for Alexandra Cabot. Mm-hmm. Cabot. I've been waiting for her to come in <laughs> since... For, for, for so many seasons, I have just been waiting for her to show up. <laughs> so I am very excited that we finally were introduced to this character right before uh, yes. everything happens, right before oh, yes. uh, the big, the next big jump. Is she coming with us? I want to know. I have been waiting for this character mm. for so long. I, yes, that's a fantastic point. I hope so. She's present enough in this episode that I, uh, they like this guest character and her place in this universe enough that I'd be surprised if they don't use her in some capacity, uh, whether she becomes full ensemble. Um, well, she's certainly stuck in Riverdale, 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think their big superhero metaphor barrier is very much a, a way to to carve out um, who gets sucked into the past, how, why, when, how, why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I also fact. wonder a smidge. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh no. Um, so McDonald's franchised in 1955. Um, I just found that while we were reading up a little bit on the year before the show. And it's like, ha, huh, we have a franchising plot for Pops, maybe? Question mark. Or is it going to be a one-off Easter egg? Now, back to Midge. Much more relevant question. Ooh, yeah, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Um, I, I do have to wonder, though, with Alexandra coming back, um, the Cabots tie so so much in, at least in the comics, with yes. Josie and the Pussycats. So I also yes. kind of wonder if we might see a reemergence of them as well. Um, oh, but that's yes. just a, yeah, that's just a, a bit of, you know, it's a wish old, list. old Archie. It's, it's on the wish list. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. I. I mean, they've yeah, and they've established vintage looks for everyone at this point. Like the costume department is salivating, is what I'm getting mm-hmm. and guessing. After being forced to do American vintage of varying periods and distinguish your 1880s from your 1720s, I imagine we're gonna have a lot more fun next year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a lovely conversation. Madeline Patch, kudos. Fabulous work as well, threading Abigail and Tomothea's story throughout this season. Um, like, they're a complete plot line, and I didn't expect <laughs> them to get that, that satisfaction, that completion of their arc. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm also remember mm-hmm. reminding of um, when we uh, what we do in shadows last season gave uh, gave one of the vampires a doll version of herself, and the talking to a doll version of yourself is just a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous TV trick. Therefore, and we set some mystery in play for this episode that underscores the stakes. I'm actually, it's, it's funny looking at it now. Um, they seeded this episode full of um, the, 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 happy, the happy ending off ramps. And then they barreled, barreled forward into an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yay. They, have, they have to give us hope and they have to give the characters mm-hmm, hope. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, you know, without hope, uh, this episode <laughs> would not be the fun that we are, that we enjoy. It's, yes. It's a constant pull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Again, a great ensemble exposition scene where we, where we banter through these huge world rules um really impressed with how much bull they make sound super reasonable. <laughs> uh yes. Uh, 
because it is my powers keeping you alive. Right, but we're going to discard the entirety of superpowers, and maybe witches, but maybe not. But definitely superpowers? Hmm. I assume we're going to discard Dagwood and Alice as well. Poor Dagwood and Alice. How will they exist when their mother and father are in high school? Oh, I'm really, really finding the weird time skip problems today, aren't I? No, that's not at all what I wanted to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, at this point, we've been through so much that we could be in an alt, like a, like a very altered Riverdale um, going forward. I mean, mm -hmm, does mm -hmm. everybody go back to high school? Um, you know, when, when Tony was, mm -hmm. Tony was able to age, you know, just baby Anthony at one point, or sorry, not Tony. Um, Tabitha. Tabitha was able yeah. to age baby Anthony um, individually. Uh, so, you know, uh, maybe we have an adult Polly and hmm. a teenage Betty. I, any, yeah. Anything is possible. It finagles. It finagles. Well, they'll explain it to us all in that first episode. 16-year-old <laughs> Jason, we're not going to touch that. But yes, Polly can come back fresh and new and cheery. Hell, Chip can come back fresh and new and cheery. Charles can come back fresh and new and cheery. Maybe maybe Chick and Charles are going to get their creepy schoolboy murder romance that has always been off-screen hinted. Because they're totally going to squander uh, this reboot on those two. <laughs> oh. Molly So Raymond. we go back to 1955, September 30th, the day that mm. James Dean died. Mm-hmm. Yes. Led and introduced by Molly Ringwald. Who I can only hope will be um, an institution of the next season. I, her, her, her scenes here with KJ Appa really, um, really anchored a lot. Um, the the sweet and likable Archie that they they excavated over the years and seasons, um, mm -hmm. really impressive. Yeah, Molly Ringwald. Cheers, Daddy. So, is she going to get that wish? I wonder. Yeah, that's a, an interesting one. What of Hiram? Yes. I, I, I would think that there is some foreshadowing of his return. This is... Yeah. They, yeah. They... The two of them have been locked in that dance for so long, even with him gone. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, this, the scene that we have in front yes. of us is the two of them yet again, staring one another <laughs> down. Surely he has to return. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hope to see Hiram back, which isn't something I thought I'd say about Riverdale. Um, but dang, they, they keep surprising me. <laughs> they make me surprise myself sometimes. That's good art. Archie, what a blockhead. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Uh, well, <laughs> there's, there's a comet coming. You want to ask your ex-girlfriend for 
a ring to propose to her best friend is also yeah just, blockhead just like you Ugh. said <laughs> it's it's mildly oblivious definitely um it's painful just a smidge just a smidge painful you like rewatching titanic these days rewatching titanic didn't hold up for me but i might just be hypocritical now <laughs> <laughs> this hipster. I'm glad they took a last kick at the can of hipster Jughead. Rounded it out. <laughs> yeah, their other date's a much better date. Agreed. Agreed. Though to be fair, I do like the idea of, um, you know, let's suppose it's your last day and what do you do but, you know, sit down and watch a movie together? Mm hmm Yeah. There's no, something you're right. um, very real very real about that. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna tell stories in the cave. Yeah. When it's dark. Ugh. We we were distracted over so many amazing lines and scenes as um, Cheryl propositioned her ex to co host a ghost reunion a sexy ghost reunion Th thrilling heather's mm. face is everything <laughs> <laughs> indeed she is perhaps um not entirely okay with whatever which or not is is what i may glean from that well i actually glean from that um what she she tells us later that in mm -hmm. seeing Tony and Cheryl, right. their souls enter that jar, she realizes <laughs> that they are soulmates. And right. I think that that might be less so, you know, these two spirits disappearing in these bodies, but more so <sighs> the spirits in the jar mm -hmm. and right, uh, right. her new realization that uh, her love is to be short-lived. Oh, yes. Oh, well, everything's to be short-lived. She doesn't even go back to Greendale, does she? Ah! We'll find out. Heather stayed too perfect. She never became a villain. I accept it. Yet? Yet. Yet. She's been aggressively nice in... in girlfriending her junior high crush and then dedicating her life to the, the mortal struggle for said crush's hometown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a bit too... It's a bit overbearing, I guess, when you look at it that way. I, um, I love how they handled this. Uh, refocusing from what is classically and quite often a big conflict moment in relationships and romance and in, in stories and media and, and focusing in on what's wrong, what's, what's going on. You're not acting like yourself. Um, like we're first taking care of each other. And that's, um, such a sweet iteration of a relationship to see in a television show. Mm-hmm. We've, but I think in just in general, we've seen 
so much of that and so much growth from mm-hmm. these characters in this season. Yes. Um, that it's it's becoming normal. It's becoming like this is this is Betty returning the kindness and the all the yeah. check-ins that yeah. she's had throughout this season, all of the the care and the growth to Archie and um Yep. Yeah, it's just really Absolutely. great to see two um two mature characters. Um I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna miss that in yeah. <laughs> this next season, I suspect. Oh gosh. Yep. Teenagers nineteen oh. Yeah, we are. But this concludes a a fantastic season of um of a not a model relationship. There's serial killers involved, but a fantastic, sweet, loving relationship. Um, someone watched the the Adams family enough times and internalized the Gomez lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember anything? I also wondered briefly if they're both lying about this. But regardless, it has no impact. <laughs> it's still a great moment. Um, and a, a coda to, I guess, the Choni we knew. But, um, True. yeah. With this jump, I think I'm accepting, um, not unlike Archer and a number of series that sort of grew into absurd space, that every season is pretty much a different world in this show. Indeed. I don't think I chopped them up quite as um, uh, crisply before, but yeah, season three, not season four, not season five. Different worlds! And now we have dimensions. Now we can explain it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this weird, banal metaphor. And that eye roll. And even the resolution of ancient Agent Drake. And the resolution of a lot of the... Um, I guess if we're going to explore a very different 1955 Betty, um, we're really going to put a lot of serial killer Betty on... Um, it's done, maybe. Like maybe this is the closest. Possibly. I mean, Betty has long since been a bit of a, like, even in high school, she was the sleuth. And and that, I Mm -hmm, think, mm -hmm. may have even existed in the 1950s world of Archie's, like, a little bit. I would agree. With the school newspapers. So it's possible that something could continue. Um, Mm -hmm, But yes, mm -hmm. perhaps gone are the days of... uh, of serial killers. I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with that. They did promise Jason isn't dead, so like we're resetting the darkness. Um after yeah. after really using it all up quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Like we pulled the necromancers f- for the third act. That wasn't even the finale, the necromancers. Mhm. It's actually quite impressive. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Veronica and Reggie. I'm fully anticipating that the uh, our main themes in the next season will probably be um, mm-hmm. civil rights movement and the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to, yeah, 
I'm prepared for a, a different, but you know, I mean, hey, maybe there was a fight club back in the 1950s too. <laughs> maybe we'll see a something boxing else. boxing ring. Rah! Vintage boxing. Uh, okay, so Reggie's, um, Reggie's dogged, um, eagerness to, okay, but not friends with benefits, right? Because oh, that's always open because I just want to make sure, was so in, endearing to me. <laughs> Even though really it's him making being a sex, pet, a sex pest look sweet with good eye rolls. <sighs> I again wonder if this is just going to be a, it's a bit of foreshadowing for the next season when, mm. you know, if we're going back to the 19... 19- if we're going back to 1955, are we mm. going to see the uh, traditional love triangle square thing that we yeah. had of Archie, Reggie, and Veronica, and Betty on the side? Like, I kind of yeah. curious the if cl- they're setting us up for a little bit of that. The classic love end. It's, it's, a, it's yes. zigzag, or a love lightning bolt, perhaps. <laughs> Yes, Reggie has friends. That 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 delivery, I think Camila Mendez's delivery of that, rather, of very carefully managing her friend who is just a horny little man, and that and <laughs> she's accepted that who's who he is. Yep. Uh, using um the balancing Titanic with a lifetime in a minute. Um, brilliant. I don't know. Just there. I don't know what scale we're on, but there's some beautiful balance in that narrative that just rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything about this scene is just lovely though. I mean, to the fact, you know, they're sitting under their little mm-hmm. crocheted blankets and, yeah. um, it's, it's just, it's very, it feels very real, very wholesome. It's so happy ending. It's so, um, so very close to a, a, <laughs> a realistic happy ending dream. Not the life in a minute that you, we have to use our imagination for that. But sitting on a cozy couch watching a movie under a knitted blanket... That's such a happy ending. Hmm. Fine epic. <laughs> what a brilliant last use of this power. Mm-hmm. Just a clever, clever season as a whole with how they use superhero tropes, powers, and types. But, uh, ugh. This scene. I mm-hmm. tempting to silently watch for the next forty-five seconds. It's it's that sort of a scene. Um, I mean, I'm willing to completely ignore the logistics of. I guess their kids lived their whole lives in the diner, or something. Well, but for the sweetness. or perhaps it's just all the moments that you get in that diner, in that booth. Mm. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, no, brilliant, because those are, oh, a lifetime of snapshots. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, we just sat and listened through that whole scene. 
<laughs> that good, good, good romance. Now, Archie and his mom, Mary Andrews. Mm. What a great wrap-up to Ar Archie, who Archie's got to be a hero. Archie's got to be Americana boy. Archie's got to be a soldier. Yeah. Such a, a nice, clever send-up to a lot of um, things that were treated much, much more flippantly in the early seasons. They've shown a real, mm -hmm. um, a real awareness and growth, I think, in a lot of, um, a lot of big storytelling ethics. I guess ethics of making yeah. a, a heartwarming piece, at least. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so fitting. I mean, it's the end of the world. You're supposed to see your mom. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, every time Molly Ringwald is on this screen, she glows. Uh, Kidriapa um, recently posted an Instagram of his freshly shaved head with such joy. He, they, they're not filming for another few months, so I guess he gets a break from the redhead and just uh, <laughs> happy times. <sighs> I have really respected how they have um, included and remembered Fred Andrews um, in the wake of Luke Perry's passing. Um, it has it has never felt exploitive. Um, but neither have they let his character vanish from this town at all. That seems very, I would agree with that. That seems very fair. Mm -hmm. It's a fabulous um, tribute. Mm. Just you and me. And then to segue that to the relationship that Veronica has with Hiram and oh, her yes. just loneliness in this season. Yes. Um, you know, and yeah. that she's essentially in some ways been pushed aside by him, you know, the yeah. the, po the poison that he was poured into her relationships mm -hmm. has left her mm -hmm. alone. And mm -hmm. yeah, that uh, somehow speaking with him, <laughs> she yep. still gets the idea. A last conversation with Hiram sparks it. Mm -hmm. Ugh, it's very perfect. I'm excited um, to see Pops. I'm excited to see 1950s Pops. Pop Tate. I'm thrilled for that. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if... Because this, is, this would be the time of the... Like, is Pops... I wonder if when we go back, if Pops is, is still a black owned oh. business or yes. if there is, it is the becoming of pops um, mm, in the next mm -hmm. season. I wonder if they would bring us there knowing right. that pops is such a, an integral, uh, a crucial part of what makes Riverdale Riverdale. I wonder if I, I'm very curious to see what they do with pops in the next season. Yes. In the, in, in a very telling civil rights stories, uh, era, um, 
cafeteria boycotts and counter sit-ins being a rich part of that history and the the specific role of food services in uh america's uh, early cracks at desegregation mm-hmm. mm. i do Heather still like the scene good. with heather and uh mm-hmm. cheryl just the idea that these two people even in their heartbreak yeah they're grateful to each other and they want such nice things for each other. There's still love. There's still, still love. Lovely. Yeah. What a good breakup. What a good set of breakups this season has given us. Maybe they realize that all the teenagers who grew up watching them are now really, really struggling in their early twenties because it's been a <laughs> it's been a, a, a year or five, and uh, we all need some good role models. Archie, Betty. Yeah. Happy relationships. Loving, loving friendships. Relying on your family and community. And communicating with your friends. That's how you survive the apocalypse, kids. It's not overtly underpinning all the media right now or anything. Ah. Hmm. And then Betty flips it on us. So wonderfully. With just enough ambiguity that, um... I'm entirely convinced she could be dumping him right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there, it is not clear. You know, the juxtaposition of Her- Heather and Cheryl just before this, um, I now realize probably seeded that very, very cleverly. Um, it's, it's quite a big parallel to draw. The cutest, the cutest proposal and proposal acceptance. Ugh. And then Veronica save, saves the day, question mark? No. Oh, eh. and... <laughs> Veronica wraps things up very neatly, is what Veronica does. And you know, I'm... I'm accepting... <laughs> Cheryl. I'm accepting so much um, very um, neat, tidy wrap up here um that if it wasn't so if there wasn't such good emotions underpinning it would would be so cheesy um but they've really trained me as an audience member to to sign on for this whole genre ride uh it's so cheesy (laughs) very much so semantics Powers work however we need them to work for the superheroes to do what they need to do. <laughs> you just have to believe. <laughs> Did you not catch the part where we're all just a comic book written by other Jughead? My powers can do anything. <laughs> uh, Indeed. I wonder... Mm. Part of me hopes we live entirely in 1955 next season and don't um, break the multiverse again. I, I I think it would be a good use of their resources and focus. Hmm. I don't know that I have the energy. I know this sounds strange, but I don't know that I have the energy to follow them between time and time and time. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Let's One episode just happened, get though, somewhere please. and sit there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. 
And I don't think that's just the COVID talking. <laughs> okay, A, that's queer baiting. Thank you for your self-awareness, Riverdale. You had a good eight years to sit on sit on that first season. And I accept your apology. <laughs> Artfully done to make it actually fun. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, we tie this, this core team back together again. Yeah, and tying it with the back with the narration at this point is a lovely touch. Yes. Especially as the next time we, we hear Jughead's thoughts, it's Mm -hmm. Cheryl Mm -hmm. using his power. Yes. Um, So really lovely way to do that. Absolutely. And, um, um, blah, 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 queer baiting kiss. (laughs) Um, completely lost my train of thought. Distracted by Madeline Petch and Camila Mendez. Thanks, folks. That's all. I'm done now. Gotta <laughs> <sighs> suck those powers right out of you. Did it work? Of course it worked, Betty. Veronica's so all in. And Cheryl's thrilled by it. <laughs> let's just, you know, because if, if it didn't work, you know, if let's say you only got through Betty, <laughs> let's just, you know, I damn us up. If you're going to kill me, Cheryl, you're going to take my life back. I'm going to kill us all. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. Oh, gee. Oh, yes. Um, I was thinking about Tony, Tony Topaz, during that last scene a little bit. Um, and the somewhat sideline role she has taken this season, she and baby Anthony and Fangs, um, they're sitting with Kevin on the gay bench off to the side. <laughs> mm. And that hasn't, they haven't quite worked that out yet. Um, somehow, despite including all the gay families and all the gay family plots, we're circling back to this wrap up. And I love that, I love that Tony and Fangs, that Tony, really, Tony, sings us into it. Yes, the singing is, this is a lovely song. And yeah, so very fitting to the moment. It makes up for the no musical episode for me. This is this is um, this is the show using all of its spells and whistles in this episode, all at once. I even um, I wonder how much um. Uh, 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 Tony and, and Fangs being actors in their late 20s, early 30s, um, how much having an actual teenager to act off of in that scene, um, it, it, it peeled back the weird of that finally for me. Mm. And I forgot mm. that Pops and Jughead are family now, and I love that so very, very much for, for all of them. Ah. <sighs> Crisp and clean and clear. Nailing the ensemble 
format, barring the um, musical theater structure of perfect ensemble montage. Mm. Very, very, very um, properly balanced to carry us through. Just enough of KJ singing. Just enough. I would be shocked if Camila Mendez doesn't continue um, with musicals and singing. I don't, I don't know about the rest of them, but I, I, I feel like she, um, in particular, has has built towards that that vocal rep. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I suppose she's also got such a distinct, such a distinctive um, presence. Um, looking at the the scan of famous world right now and who does broadway hi kevin if we had five more minutes would we would we give you plot no we wouldn't <laughs> but i've accepted that and madeline patch brings us home i really didn't appreciate in that first season how spectacular the um, the balance of her and Archie as as a core protagonist antagonist pull um, leaps off with everything. Choni forever. Okay, that was that was too crass for such a beautifully sung line. <laughs> yes, Choni is the fated. Is the fated. And even Heather gets mm -hmm. to sing. I love that Heather is still undoing knots at the table. Like, well, alone. she's so in it. She is yeah. still in it. Yep. And she still cares. She's you know, committed. That's the, that's the Heather's thing. Heather's too just, perfect. There's love everywhere in this episode. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Matt, ugh. Oh. There's the use of, of Tony Topaz that I, uh, you know what? I guess they've just get told us how Tony's going to be our main, one of our main leads next season because she and Cheryl are coming back together. And Madeline Petch um, has never, has never shrunk on this show at any mm -hmm. point. Um, and putting her and Tony together on scene, mm, so satisfying. Yay, the coven. I wonder if Britta went to the past. I assume she survived. Also, that actor really, really did some, some really fun things this season. Like, great kid teen actor. Definitely. These effects are so, um... <laughs> hokey, cheesy, bright, simple, basic. Even the CG here does not look great. But I, I don't need any of that. It's funny. Uh, they've perfected the B-film. They've, 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 they've made this perfect genre. Mm. And our narrator returns. And he remembers. Oh, I just, I pity Jughead in this next season. <laughs> I really do. Yep. I love how immediately something is different 
as Archie sits up and wakes up. We we know, like, before we even pull out to the wide shot. Wrong smile. <laughs> Pomade for men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, maybe he gets to wear a wig next season. That would change everything in, like, actor mm. quality of life way. Bleaching your hair for seven years can be seriously damaging when it's to the roots on short hair. And our introduction to Betty as the girl next door. Who's crying? Oh, and that's... why? That, yeah. Well, I assume James Dean. Yes, of course. I. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which fascinating cultural milestone to pull us back to. So someone who was 16 year old years old in 1955, um, how old would they be now? If we add, um, <laughs> excuse me while I dig out my smartphone, <laughs> 67 ish plus 16, 77. We're talking people who are currently in their eighties. We're talking, um, are the, the elder, the current elder generation. Um, oh man, they're teeny bo- boomers. <laughs> right at the source. Huh. BC. Oh, check out that hat. Oh, and our end tags Ooh. are itself promise. Oh boy. That was really good the second time through too. I still <sighs> enjoyed it. Yeah. We we use so many of we cycle through our interiors and wrapped up so much and um they gave a, they gave everyone at least a a few words of love together. Which Better than most shows manage for their ensemble. But, uh, oh. Yeah. I am so plugged into that. I'm ready to rewatch last week's and then rewatch this week's again just for funsies. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not ready to rewatch last week's because oh, I don't want to let go of this feeling. Like, I don't want to oh, go back yes. to. I don't want to go back into it. I'm, I'm through with Percival. I'm through with. Uh, mm. I'm, yeah. I'm through with the powers even. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for next season. Whenever it starts, I am ready. Yes. And I'm also the, ready for it to be the, the final season. Yes. Which I think is what has been announced, yes? Yes. That is the, the plan, the expectation. Um likely the the um likely there is no other choice because uh your standard serial series ongoing contract tends to be a seven year or seven season contract if picked up and um no one wants to redo those negotiations ever 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 you you, yeah yeah. you can do that if you're friends basically that was a revolutionary amount of money to throw at a tv show in the late 90s to renew them yeah with negotiations But yeah, otherwise, like I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, especially considering where I feel the, the writers are at at this point, where our ensemble is. Yes. At. Um, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about them bringing this back to high school, 
but I trust I trust them more now and like I'm really looking forward to what this final episode this final season can bring and and Mm -hmm. and seeing our characters you know in high school in the 50s and and just seeing what they they do with this I'm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm curious and I'm looking forward to it and thank you for letting us rest for the rest of the summer. No, cl- yep. no like it's a also cliffhanger. Good. Sure. Like we, we know, like we have no idea what's coming next, but what a good cliffhanger. Um, I just, yeah, I just, it, we needed this. We, we need this mm-hmm. rest. <laughs> I can exhale. I'm, I don't, it'll come back when it comes back and I'll be thrilled to see it back. I'm not thinking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering fondly the season I just enjoyed. That's what yes. I'm- yep absolutely oh boy um we speculated a lot about next year um exciting this 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 season's what an exciting offer to to give us to queue up for us Mm. well every every little push that they've taken every time they've taken us back in time i feel like they've done it well um, like I've enjoyed yes. most of our yes. our peaks at the um, peaks at the the style of of you know the traditional Archie comics. I've enjoyed those little mm-hmm. um, th- what they've done with the, in those choices. As strange as they were, um, you know, in their context, it it's still mm-hmm. it, they've given us enough to know that we have something to look forward to. Yes, yes, they've saved. They've saved some very strong stuff, um, and in re in and in this hard reboot, this very clear hard reboot, um, they they kind of take permission to to give us just the best stuff. Like we kind of apocalypsed away all of our hanging threads. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder, you know, neat. if we're headed back. Will we get? Mm-hmm. Will we? Will we see uh, FP and Jellybean again? Will yes. we see um, what? Like, just cu- so curious, what we will see? Um, yes. In this next season, because I feel like all bets are off to a certain extent. Yes. Um. Until until proven otherwise, probably in the first episode. I'm assuming that we are. Um, a somewhat contained cast, but that's entirely arbitrary. Um, I guess they they gave us a, a bottled cast at the end, but then they undid the knots. I I still feel like bringing Mary Mary Andrews back uh, was not just about that fabulous scene, but having having Mary Andrews back in Riverdale um, in a full time way. Hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. And since she is the only character that came back to us, um, plus the addition of potentially Alexandra, yes, um, yes, hopefully this is uh, this could be our new crew. Do we have a date? I don't think Do we have so. Any idea when we're no? I've I've heard October, but I think that might be for shooting. So we have a real long break coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Do a six season rewatch. <laughs> I, I hope you have time for that. I wish you time oh. for that. I wish you all time for that. I know what my month looks like and it don't have time for that. <laughs> That's a great note for us to wrap things up, Riverdale gang. 
Um, it's been a fabulous season traveling with you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Chloe, and of course, uh, Channing, who joined us all at the end and brought us home. Um, thanks for coming on the ride, and we'll see you next year. <laughs>